So there is a really, really grand assumption that is really, really common to make and not question, which I would like to bring to attention. Um, I think it really helps to just bring this to attention. And the assumption is death, that death equals the end. And we assume this to be true because everyone else does. Everyone's like, yeah, that's when you, that's when it ends. But what if it doesn't? <laughs> that's a pretty big deal if it doesn't. And if life continues onwards after death in a different form. And, you know, in this um, podcast, we use the map of consciousness. We utilize the map of consciousness and the research of Hawking's. And one of the calibrations is life cannot be destroyed. It can only change forms. And that calibrates it as true. Uh, at a thousand. So that means that that statement is true. So life doesn't get destroyed and death is simply a transition of form. And that's all. And what that means is, that means that we are accountable for every choice that we make. And that sooner or later, it's all going to come back to us. Every single choice that we have made will eventually circle right back to us. And so knowing that we can then ask ourselves, what would we like to be accountable for? And if we make choices from that framework, from that mindset, from, with that question, then our choices are likely to be a lot wiser both for ourselves and for all of life. Because that choice has the realization in it that whatever I choose, I'm going to have to bear the consequences of that choice. Knowing that, what would I choose? Very often, we choose blindly without considering that. And we like to justify our choices. And we say this choice is justified because of this. But what if we cut through that with this question? Okay, even though that resentment is justified, is that what I'd like to be accountable for when, 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 the, when death comes? When death comes and this life on earth has come to an end, would I, be, would I enjoy? Would it feel good? Would I be happy? with that choice. And if we continuously ask that, it delves us deeper and deeper into the truth itself, into integrity, and it helps align our life in the direction of greater wisdom uh, and greater kindness and compassion naturally come as a consequence of realizing that I have to bear the weight of every single choice. When that realization is, is there, then kindness and compassion naturally spring forth. You don't have to try to make them happen. They just automatically come up. And there's automatically a willingness to learn and to grow and to see things differently in a different way which haven't been seen before. And to always ask what I'm not seeing, what we're not seeing because very often we're not seeing the full picture 
and we're making choices from a limited perspective. And in spite of that, we still have to bear the consequences of those choices. In other words, we make whatever choices we think seem best at the time, even if they aren't truly best for all of life. And the way to see through that in my own experience is to actually be willing to be wrong. First of all, it requires us to be willing to be wrong. Uh, very often, there's a part of us that would rather die than admit to be wrong. So that's the first challenge. <laughs> and the second challenge is to just ask. So the willingness and then asking, where am I seeing things in a distorted light? And asking, and that's where prayer comes in for me, to be like, Lord, where am I not seeing something? Because obviously we can't see when we're not seeing things. So we don't have to be guilty about it. It's not about guilt. It's not about shame. It's just about being wise with ourselves and realizing that we have blind spots. But by the nature of blind spots, we don't know what those blind spots are. And so as I see it, the most I can do is, and the most we can do, is just be willing to see where those weaknesses are. And then ask to see things differently and to ask to become aware of those, of that which we are not aware of yet. And as this awareness expands to include the, the greater whole, uh, everything becomes a lot more clear and easy and graceful and aligned. And life becomes a wonderful, fun game to play rather than a serious matter to solve <laughs> the alan watts quote comes to mind that instead of viewing life as a problem to solve to simply see it as something to experience or to learn from and all of that can come through a simple realization that i am accountable for every choice i make and there's quite a weight to that. I remember I was quite paranoid. <laughs> like, oh shit, I, uh, and I don't know which choice to make. How do I know what the best choice to make is? Now I realized that I didn't, didn't know. Not logically at least, but intuitively, there is something that pulls us towards that which supports all of life. But to get to that, my own experience had to move through um, move through the paranoia, move through the fear. So as the fear of making choices arises, which came up for me, as it arises, to if it's welcomed, and if instead of trying to push the fear away, we instead sought to understand it, and just be with it, and let it be there, and let it teach us whatever it's there to teach us, then we are able to gracefully move through it or more accurately let it move through us so let the fear move through us and as that fear passes what's left is a greater clarity i mean that's pretty cool isn't it so yeah so these these realizations are funny because although in the long run of course in the long run they're worth asking the challenge is that in the short run, they do tend to bring up fears and anxieties. That's just part of the human condition. I guess it first of all helps to know, to be aware that 
it's not your fear, it's not your anxiety, it's actually shared. It's a shared fear, a shared anxiety amongst the human condition. It's shared across everyone. So if it's shared across everyone, it means there's people who's experienced it, um, like I'm saying, I've also experienced, and then there's those fears have passed anyway. So that that's the hope. The hope is that there's people who have gone through this and it's passed and there was light at the end of the tunnel. And that's true. That's how it is. But we don't know that until we walk through it ourselves. And so as all these fears and anxieties of making choices comes up, what really helped me was to uh, stop running from it and just let it be there. And really let it be there. Like really, genuinely be okay and welcome the feeling. And instead of asking for less of it, to ask for more of it. I think that's the key. It's always been the key. It's welcoming. Instead of asking less of a feeling, just asking for more of it. And so we can reframe the problem as, (laughs) not to say that there's a problem, we can reframe it reframe the situation as it's it's a problem that you don't that fear is there usually what we see okay fear comes up hope this is making sense fear comes up and we're like i don't want this there the problem is fear that's usually how we see things but that view brings a lot of suffering because the fear is still there us not wanting it doesn't change the fact that it's there in fact it only further feeds it because the more resistant we are to a feeling the more uh the more it's there, the more empowered it is. But we can reframe this. We can reframe it as actually the problem isn't that the fear is there. The problem is that there isn't enough fear there. That's the problem. And so if we see things through that lens, then we can be a lot more willing to welcome the feeling. And okay, we might, well, why is that the problem? Because we can recognize that whatever we feel comes from within us. And therefore, whatever comes up within us was in a certain sense bound to come up within us because it was always there. It's just that now we're aware of it. Sort of like bottled up feelings. So we had these, whatever fear is there was bottled up within us. But now it's just surfaced to our awareness. And so when we invite more fear, what we're doing is we're inviting more and more of the bottled up fear, bottled up feelings to come up within us into our awareness. And as the bottled up fear comes up into awareness and is welcomed and is allowed to be there for as long as it is, just letting it be there, nothing else, nothing more, nothing less, just letting it be there, it starts to pass of its own. It's like we take the lid off the bottle. Instead of trying to hold it back and try to control it and trying to push it away, we simply just move the lid off the bottle. And as we move the lid off the bottle, which is equivalent to saying that we're allowing a feeling to be there, as we take off the lid and allow everything to be there, it then naturally and spontaneously starts to shift because the nature of feelings is that they change automatically and spontaneously and not because of anything we do. The feelings themselves, their nature is to change. The only reason they don't is if they're resisted. The nature of thoughts is to change. 
And the only reason they don't is if they are resisted. So we don't actually have to do anything. It's so simple and easy because we don't have to do anything. <laughs> um, we just have the only thing necessary is to allow and welcome. And that's all. That's all. Yeah. So that's something to address any fear that uh, can come up from this. These these the paranoia. You know, for me it was like I don't know which choice is made. How do I know which choice is right? I mean, I have to choose. Whatever I choose, I will be accountable for. And I don't even know whether how I see things is aligned with how things really are. I don't know whether just because this seems like a good idea, I don't know that it is. Life has shown me many times where I thought something was a good idea, but it wasn't. <laughs> or it was just twisted, a twisted perception. So, so it is challenging, but when you move through it and welcome it and let it be there, then what's left is, you know, that's what it is. That's how it is. And now how are you going to deal with it? You're going to mope around or welcome it and enjoy it and have fun with it. Like a fun game, a fun adventure. Okay. Yeah. Didn't see it like it was this time. So I'll learn and that's it. That's all there is to it. But of course, with fear within us, we can't really see that. So the fear first has to be welcomed and let go before we can see, start to see the fun side and the joy so before we become aware of the joy of anything we have to tend to move through any feelings or allow any feelings of fear anger resentment to come up allow them to be there and let them dissipate and dissolve them in acceptance and then as they dissolve in acceptance then what remains is a joy it's a joy and a happiness and it's really cool, right? Because the joy and the happiness doesn't have to be forced. You don't have to make it happen. It just is there anyway. Like, everything else changes. So every feeling changes. Whatever you feel, it changes. There's only so much anger you can have. There's only so much fear. It's limited. Anger, fear, misery, depression, whatever it is, is limited. But joy is unlimited. Happiness is unlimited. Peace is unlimited. Why is it unlimited? Because the more you let go of the obstacles to joy and happiness, the greater the joy and the happiness. And it doesn't limit itself. It only feeds itself further. The more joyous we are, the more joyous we are. <laughs> it's an endless loop. A positive loop versus the negative loop of fear which more fear propagates more fear. But at the same time, that fear does have a limit, whereas the joy is limitless. It is limitless and, and infinite. And as you experience that, then you'll know what that means. Um, but I thought that was just a really cool thing to be aware of. That you don't have to actually make yourself be happy. You don't have to make yourself be peaceful. You don't have to make yourself anything. If you just look at yourself right now and see what am I holding on to? What positions? What thoughts? What ideas? What feelings? What feelings? How do you how do okay you might be like how do I how do I identify what I'm holding on to? Okay, well what what am I aware of? You can start there. What am I aware of right now? What am I aware of? And then another phrasing of the question is what am I resisting? To what or another way to say that 
what don't I want to be there? So what am I unhappy with right now? What don't I want to be there? If you ask that to yourself and uncover whatever that brings up, so now whatever was not wanted to be there, if you ask this question willingly and honestly to yourself and are willing to see what comes up from it, then this will bring bring your awareness to that thing. And as this surfaces within awareness, you can then ask a question like, could I welcome it? Could I welcome it instead? So instead of resisting, instead of wanting this to be different, is it possible for me to let that go and just welcome it instead? And these are very powerful questions. And what that brings up usually is any points of resistance to that, any points of resistance to just letting something be there. So you might ask, okay, can I let this fear be there just as it is? And you could say, yeah, yeah, I could, but I don't want to. Oh, okay, so there is an unwillingness. There's an unwillingness. Okay, so then could I let this unwillingness be there as it is? And then you might say, oh, I guess I could. And then that unwillingness might not have any more points of resistance. And so then you might go back to the, to the fear and you might ask, well, could I let the fear be there as it is? Now could I let it be there as it is? And you might, you, now you might find that there's a greater willingness that when you have simply made the choice to welcome the unwillingness, that choice itself has dissolved the unwillingness. And if you go back to the fear, now if you ask that same question, you'll find that it feels differently when you say it, when you pose it to yourself. And you'll find that there tends to be a greater willingness, if not a total willingness, to just let that go, to let the fear go. And so you can keep doing this for as long as it takes. Some things take a while to unpack, and that's fine, that's just the process. But it's a lot faster than you might think, because all it takes is a single moment of welcoming something, a single moment just like that. You don't have to think up to it. You don't have to create this whole thing. It's just a single moment of just welcoming something. It really is that simple. But it does take the mind some time to be become familiar and to really start to believe that and to start to see that, that it is that simple. Anyway, what was this podcast episode about? It was about choices and fear. The, the, the weight we bear of our choices. Right, so if we wrap back in to that, we can see that if we ask that original question of what will I want, what do I want to be accountable for when I die? What do I want to be accountable for when this life on earth is over, when, it, when it's changed? What would I want to be accountable for? Um, before that, we can even ask ourselves, <laughs> am I certain that death is the end of me? Am I certain? Is that a certainty? And you know, humility really quickly reveals that no, it's not. It's just a belief. It's a belief system. It's an idea. Maybe lots of people have, have it, but just because lots of people believe something doesn't mean it's true. Um, you know, the simple point is, how do you know? I haven't died yet. <laughs> so how do you know what's at the end? If it's And, you know, if you're wrong, if so, this is the thing. So with the thing about death, right? If, if you believe that death is the end and you're wrong about it, the cost is huge. So if you live your life according to the belief system that at the end of this, li uh, this, this short time I have on earth, it's over and I no longer exist. Okay, cool. So let's say you stick to that belief system. You do whatever you want. You just live according to that. Great. But if you're wrong, 
it's a really, really big cost, really massive cost. Um, if you're right, there's no cost, obviously. However, looking at from the other side, so if you if you then see that life changes and it does not end at the end of this uh, time on Earth, it keeps going in different form. If you see that, then okay, forgetting even the calibrations forgetting the calibration that it is true, even if it was false, there would be no cost to it. What this means is if you live your life by the principle that life is unending, there's no cost if you're wrong. There's only gain. Because it just means that you live a really good life, a really enjoyable, happy life on earth, and that's all there is to it. And then it stops. Cool. But if you live your life along the principles of I'm, I'm, uh, there's no accountability, whatever I do, I'm not answerable to it. And you do whatever the hell you want, treat people however you want to do whatever you want to. (laughs) Well, then when it comes to the end, if you're wrong, the cost is really, 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 really high, really high, perhaps the highest cost that you could have on this plane this domain of earth (laughs) so it's just a lot wiser to live by the principle of life is never ending and unchanging and just changing sorry and never ending uh and eternal and simply changes forms that's all it's a lot wiser you've got no loss to that but of course it's also calibrates as true anyway as you ask this question Am I certain? Do I know what will happen? You'll start to see, oh, well, I actually don't know. I don't know much. And that will bring up probably quite a bit of fear and anxiety. And that's really natural. That's just part of the human condition, right? And so now we can see that the way to handle that effectively is to just let it be there um, and learn from it and treat it as a friend rather than trying to push it away and treat it as an enemy. And Because the more you push, the harder you try to push it away, the more you feed it. Um, and the more painful it will be, the more you'll suffer. But not because of the fear, but because of your unwillingness for the fear to be there. So as fear and anxiety comes up from asking these questions, just remember that the suffering, any suffering you experience is not coming from the fear itself. It's coming from your either willingness or unwillingness. So the more unwilling we are for something, for a feeling that's there to be there, the more we suffer. And the more willing we are, the less we suffer. And if we're totally willing, then we cannot suffer. If we totally welcome everything and are happy with everything and nothing bothers us, then what can bother us? That's a very deep level of surrender, but nonetheless, it is possible. And that's just something good to be aware of because it means that at any moment, I can choose to let go of my unwillingness and just be willing and just let this be there. And sometimes it takes a lot for that willingness to come up. But whatever it takes is whatever it takes. And nonetheless, the choice always remains open to just surrender and let be that which is there anyway. And in doing so, disappear the suffering. And of course, you don't have to just apply this to this these questions and bearing the weight of the choices we make. You can apply this to everything in life, every feeling, any feeling, everything, absolutely everything. And it will make life a lot lighter and a lot easier and a lot more enjoyable if you do. Of course, the choice is up to you. And you don't have to believe me. You just do it for yourself and you'll see for yourself. 
Anyway, I think that's enough for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. So I updated the podcast recently with uh, the website Panic Into Peace. So if you want more stuff from me, got a free training on panicintopeace.com. The full link is in the um, podcast description. If you're on Spotify or wherever you're on, just click on that. Or you can just type in panicintopeace.com onto the interwebs and that will come up. You just enter your email and you get sent uh, the free training, which is, let's see, about 50 minutes long, plus some bonus stuff in there as well, because bonuses are absolutely awesome. If you want that, feel free to go to that place and receive it for yourself. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoy your day. Bye-bye.